السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه We continue to look at Surah Yunus and some verses of this surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states وَإِذَا مَسَّ الْإِنسَانَ الضُّرُّ دَعَانَ لِجَنْبِهِ أَوْ قَاعِدًا أَوْ قَائِمًا That when harm touches a man, when harm touches a person, he invokes his lying on his side or sitting or standing. Meaning a person, when a person is in difficulty, he makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lying on his side just before going to sleep. He's asking Allah and saying, Ya Allah, I'm in this difficulty. Please make it easy for me. Awqa'idan, um, or he's sitting, or standing. When we have removed his harm, when we have removed his harm, he passes as, he, as if he had never invoked us. And so he forgets about how he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his time of need and Allah fulfilled his need. And so it should be that you show gratitude and thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But what happens is that we are in disobedience when we face difficulty, we make dua to Allah, Allah takes us out of the difficulty and then we return to disobedience. كَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِلْمُسْرِفِينَ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ it is made fair seeming to the musrifin that which they used to do. And so this is a very important uh, verse and a very important lesson that it is not befitting uh, and it goes against loyalty that when you are in difficulty and in hardship and you have something that you need from Allah, you ask of him. You know, imagine if your child did that with you. When they need something, they come to you. But then when you ask them to do something, they don't listen to you. <laughs> They're not, you're not going to appreciate that very much. And the, tr the truth of the matter is that Allah is providing us and maintaining us, whether in time of difficulty or prosperity. Right? He's always providing. And so our responsibility is to worship Him and be obedient. And so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَهْلَكْنَا الْقُرُونَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَمَّا ظَلَمُوا وَجَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُلُهُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ وَمَا كَانُوا لِيُؤْمِنُوا كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْقَوْمَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ Indeed, we destroyed generations before you when they did wrong, while their messengers came to them with clear proofs, but they were not such as to believe. And so Allah has mentioned the people of Nuh and the people of Hud and the people of Salih and the people of Shu'aib and Fir'aun and his people many stories in the Quran Allah says then we made you successes after them generations after generations in the land that we may see how you would work and so he tells us people before you did not believe disobeyed did not obey the messengers and so we destroyed them and then we brought you in order to see what you are going to do.
Again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when we let mankind taste mercy after some adversity has afflicted them, behold, they take to plotting against our verses. Say, Allah is swifter in planning. Certainly our, our messengers record all of that which you plot. So here, the, the, the first that we just looked at uh, deals with adversity and difficulty. That when man goes through difficulty, he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah removes the difficulty, he forgets about Allah. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when we have given mankind the taste of mercy after adversity, they take to plotting against our signs and our verses. Allah ends the verse by saying, Our messengers are recording everything which you are, which you are doing. And then a third verse that has a similar meaning. He says, It is he who enables you to travel through land and sea. Until when you are in the ships and they sail with them with a favorite wind, favorable wind, and they are glad therein, then comes a stormy wind and the waves come to them from all sides and they think that they are encircled therein. Then they invoke Allah, making their faith pure for him alone. If, if you, I, if you, Ya Allah, deliver us from this, we shall truly be of the grateful. But when he delivers them, behold, they rebel in the earth and wrongfully, uh, in the earth wrongfully. So this is a third verse. This is exclusive. The first one was when a, a person faces adversity, he turns away from Allah. He makes dua to Allah. And then when Allah gives him what he wants, he turns away from Allah. Here, the second verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when we give people in general, we give them a taste of mercy, then they do what? Instead of being thankful and grateful, they start to plot against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and rebel against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then a third example, he says, I am the one who makes it uh, possible for you to travel in the land and in the sea. When you are in ships and the wind is favorable, and things are okay and then all of a sudden a storm comes and you find yourself caught and there is no way to run then you do what you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because only Allah can help you in that situation you are in the <laughs> right there's no land you can't even help yourself nothing is in your control anymore right and so you turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that oh Allah if you save me then I will be grateful. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When Allah delivers them to land, They rebel and disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrongfully. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya nas, O mankind, Your rebellion, your disobedience to Allah, is only against your own selves. Don't think that you are harming me. And it is brief enjoyment of this worldly life. Then in the end, to us is your return and we shall inform you of, the, of that which you used to do. And so Allah is saying that when you are disobedient, 
to me. You are not harming me. You are only harming yourself. And there may be some pleasure in that disobedience, but it's only temporary in this worldly life. And then this life will end and you will return to me. And I will inform you of what you used to do. And then I will take you to task for what you used to do. I don't know if anybody has ever experienced this, but I personally I have experienced this at sea. Well, I wasn't in the ship, I was swimming. And ya Allah, <laughs> you know, there was a moment where I, I thought that I was dying and you see, your heart is <laughs> making all of the du'as. Ya Allah, if, I, if you save me, I will be good and I will never have disobedience. And I will Why? Because <laughs> everything's out, out of your control. And so you see this theme comes three times. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions it. And this is not only the disbelievers, even the believers, we are ungrateful. We are ungrateful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Extremely unjust, extremely ungrateful. So we are ungrateful for the things that we are given. And we are unjust to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an example. This is uh, an example that comes in a number of surahs. For example, Surah Al-Kahf and this surah, Surah Al-Yunus. The example of this life is like water which we have brought down from the sky. So by it arises the intermingled produce of the earth, of which men and cattle eat. So the water comes and it, it does what? It, it nourishes the, the, the earth and the plants and vegetation, which is what? Food for animals and, and mankind. Allah says, Until when the earth is clad in its adornments, it is adorned. It is beautified. Because when the, you know, when the pastures are green, the land looks more beautiful. Like now, spring is, uh, uh, has it started? Well, it's starting 21st of April. Uh, spring is starting. And so what will happen is, you know, the, the land becomes beautified because of this water that comes down. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so the example of this worldly life is like that water that comes down. What happens? It becomes, the land becomes green, it becomes beautiful. So it is in a state of beauty and its people think that they have all the power of disposal over it. Meaning that they can uh, benefit themselves from the produce and they can sell the produce. Right? Allah says, our command reaches it by night or by day, and we make it like a clean moon harvest, as if it had not flourished yesterday. The example in Surah Al-Kahf is the person who got, you know, the two lands. And so he had, uh, he was wealthy and uh, taking pride in, um, in, in his assets. Right? 
And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala overnight sent down a fire. It burned everything. When he woke in the next day, there was nothing left. And so Allah says, this is how your life is. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, land is green, my command comes day or night, and there is nothing left. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this is one example, this is the extreme example. And this is the example of a person who dies in their prime. Right? They're living in dunya, youth, beauty, strength, power, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, overnight that person dies. Or, the other example in another surah is that it is green, and then time passes, and there's no more water. And due to the sun, it, what happens is that you know, it turns from green to, to yellow, right? And then you, it, it withers away. And that is the example of the person who dies a natural death with old age. That you are in your youth, you are beautiful and strong and powerful and energized, right? But then time takes its course and what happens to you become weak. You are no longer green and beautiful. <laughs> Right? And so these are two examples. Allah says, الْآيَات. Thus do we explain the ayat, i.e. the verses or the lessons in detail for a people who for a people who reflect. And so this is the life you are living in, Allah is saying. It's only temporary, a short time. Just like spring is the time where uh, everything is green, but then summer comes and things start to dry out, and then autumn comes and everything is. Allah, wallahu yad'u ila dar salam. Allah calls to the home of peace. Allah says, "This is your reality. Your dunya is short-lived, but I am inviting you to what? Dar salam, the home of." of peace. Allah invites to the home of peace, which is paradise. Dar is salam. Why? Because in it, the greetings of its people is peace, and the relationship between its people is one of peace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All hatred and jealousy and competition, all of that is removed from the heart. And so there is only peace left between the dwellers of paradise. And also peace because you are protected from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so you are at peace. Allah calls or invites to the home of peace. And guides whom he wills to a straight path. For those who have done good is the best and even more. Allah says, if you do good, then your reward is going to be the best and even more. It is the best in comparison to this worldly life. Because everything, and Allah says in, in the كُلَّمَا رُزِقُوا مِنْهَا مِنْ ثَمَرَةِ الرِّزْقًا قَالُوا هَذَا الَّذِي رُزِقْنَا مِنْ قَبْلُ وَأُتُوا بِهِ مُتَشَابِهًا That the people of paradise, you know when they are enjoying the blessings of paradise, the example in the Quran is that of food or fruit, right? And so you are eating an apple in paradise. And you're saying, oh, we had something similar to this in the world grapes and dates and whatever you are enjoying but it is nothing like anything that you have experienced right and so allah says 
that whatever you have in paradise is the best because the life of paradise in comparison to this life this life is temporary that is eternal right? your youth here is temporary your youth there is eternal your health here is temporary your health there is eternal your enjoyment here is temporary your enjoyment there is eternal this life is filled with difficulty and sorrow and fatigue and hardship the next life there is no sorrow no no fatigue Allah says they, they don't get tired right? but in this verse Allah says for those who have done good is the best I the best reward and even more what is even more The meeting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Rasulullah says, when the people of paradise have entered paradise and they're enjoying, Allah says, should I give you anything more? Would you like anything more? Say, Allah, what can we ask for more? We are living eternally. We are in paradise. We've been saved from hellfire and we are enjoying all of these blessings. What more can there be? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what? He commands the angel to remove the veil and they glance at the countenance of their Lord. للذين أحسنوا الحسن وزيادة ولا يرهق وجوههم قطر ولا ذلة neither darkness nor dust nor any humiliation shall cover their faces. Meaning this on the day of on the day of Qiyamah, some will be humiliated, some will be honored, and so those who are honored will not face any any humiliation. They are the dwellers of paradise. They will abide therein forever. And those who have earned evil deeds, the recompense of an evil deed is the like thereof. And humiliating disgrace will cover them. Meaning on the day of Qiyamah, they will be humiliated because an, announcer, an announcement is made. When a person is successful, then an angel calls out and he says, so-and-so has been successful and he will enter paradise. And so you are honored. And when a person, a decision is made for a person to enter hellfire, then an announcement is made. So-and-so is going to hellfire. So you are humiliated. Allah says, مَا لَهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ عَاصِمٍ No defender will they have from Allah, the sinners. No one can help them. Their faces will be covered as it were with pieces from the darkness of darkness of the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it that some, some faces will be radiant with light and other faces will be dark. The reason for it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has compared has has made Iman a light and compared Quran and the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a light. So those who adopted that light in their life, their faces will be radiant. Right? And uh, evil has been, we, we saw in Surah Al-An'am, right? And so evil has been equated with uh, darkness or darknesses. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says those faces will be darkened. This has nothing to do with, with color. This is not white color, black color. Right? 
They are the dwellers of the fire. They will abide therein forever. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from his punishment and to honor us. Surah to Yunus, because it is a Makki Surah, it deals a lot with uh, refuting the arguments of the Mushrikeen or those who deny life after death. And so Allah says, They ask you, O Muhammad, to inform them, is it true? Meaning, is life after death true? Is Qiyamah true? Judgment Day, is it true? Say yes by my Lord. It is the very truth. And you cannot escape it. And if every person who had wronged, possessed all that, is on the earth and sought to ransom himself therewith, and they would feel in their hearts regret when they see the torment and they will be judged with justice and no wrong will be done to them. Allah says, the people who have wronged themselves by disbelieving, and disobeying Allah. Allah says if they had the world and everything it contained, they would want to ransom themselves with it. But Allah does not accept any ransom and they do not own the world and everything it contains. And they would feel in their hearts regret when they see the torment, the punishment. And this is not a temporary regret. You know, the world tells you what? Live your life full. Enjoy everything so that when you die, you, died, you die without any regrets. This is a fallacy. It's a lie. The regret that comes to the person who is dying on disbelief and in disobedience of Allah and rebellion against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that regret is eternal. From the moment they die, and it never, never stops, never ends. Eternal regret. And so enjoying this life is not going to take that away. In the Hadith Qudsi, Allah will say to a person who is going to hellfire, He says, my servant, if I asked you to give me the world and everything it contains in order to save yourself from this punishment of hellfire, would you give it? He says, yes, Ya Allah, I would. He says, you have lied. I asked a lot less from you. I didn't ask the world. <laughs> I only asked you to, <laughs> one word, la ilaha illallah. That's all I asked of you. And be obedient. Pray five times a day. Right? Fast one month of the year. Give 2.5% of your savings once a year. You know? I didn't ask for much. Allah then says, وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْقِسْطِ And they will be judged with justice. Those who enter paradise, by mercy. Those who enter hellfire, by justice. If a person has committed, you know, two, two people, both disbelievers, right? And both did identical 
deeds and one committed one sin more just before he died, that person will have more punishment. And the one who did more good will have less punishment. And so, uh, uh, Rasulullah informs us that the one who will have the least punishment is whom? Abu Talib. Because in general, he lived a good life. In terms of his relationship with, with people, he was good to people. Honorable person, kind. So he was good to people. And he supported Rasulullah But he did not do it for Allah. And he did not do it for Akhirah. Because he did not believe in Akhirah. And so Allah is just. He's a disbeliever. Fir'aun is a disbeliever. But their punishment will not be the same. وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْقِسْطِ And they will be judged with justice. وَهُمْ لَا يُظْلَمُونَ And no wrong will be done to them. أَلَا إِنَّ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ No doubt, surely, all that is in the heavens and in the earth belongs to Allah. أَلَا إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقِّ No doubt, surely Allah's promise is true. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ But most of them do not know. It is he who gives life and causes death, and to him you all shall return. Ya ayyuhannas wa qad jaatkum mawidatum min rabbikum, O mankind, there has come to you a good advice from your Lord. See here, Allah is not saying, O you who believe, He's saying, O mankind. This is good advice. Save yourself from the punishment of Allah. Enter into the mercy of Allah by believing Him and obeying Him. O mankind, there has come to you a good advice from your Lord. And a healing for that which is in your breasts, in your heart. If you have any doubt, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes your doubts with revelation. All of these verses, I give life. And I am in control of your death. And so if I wish to bring you back to life, that will remove any doubt that you have. Then you, the example of the, of the world, that the land is barren, uh, or, or the, the land is, um, has no growth, and then water comes down, and Allah gives it life. And it becomes green and beautiful. And then time will pass when it is what? Everything is destroyed. And so Allah is inviting mankind to accept his invitation to what? What did we say? Allah is inviting to where? Darus Salam. So, O mankind, there has come to you a good advice from your Lord and a healing for that which is in your breasts, a guidance and a mercy for the believers. Say, in the bounty of Allah and in his mercy, Therein let them rejoice, that is better than what they amass. Allah says rejoice in the mercy of Allah. And rejoice in that you have received guidance from Allah and you have been guided by Allah. That is better than rejoicing for what you have amassed, the wealth. You know, a person rejoices and is very happy work an entire lifetime and then right at the end of your life 
you're proud of your achievement. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, <laughs> that is only temporary. You know, you've worked a lifetime, and when, when you have less energy and uh, less ability to enjoy, now you have, <laughs> now you have what, you, what you aimed for. But it's, what are you going to do with it? And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not rejoice in what you amass, worldly material. Alhamdulillah. If it comes, then be thankful and grateful to Allah and fulfill your responsibility and enjoy it in the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Islam. Right? And if it doesn't come, then don't worry. Because you have been given better. Through the mercy of Allah and the favor of Allah, we are believers and we are of the best ummah. And we have the best messenger. And we have the best scripture. And the best qibla. <laughs> what do you want? Book. Yes, the best book. The speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want anything? Offer two rak'ah. And you are speaking to whom? The king of all kings. The owner of all treasures. But we are lost. You know, we walk around... And we look at disbelievers enjoying, Allah says, don't look at them. Do not be deceived by what you see, that little enjoyment they have. What is this world in comparison? You know, if a life of 70 to 80 years, they say in comparison to the day of Qiyamah, it is two or three minutes. Just day of Qiyamah. And so all of this that the disbeliever is enjoying is two, three minutes in comparison to Qiyamah. You can't compare it to eternity. Qiyamah is only one day. It's two, three minutes. Imagine. And so sometimes we feel, you know, we feel like we are, we feel sorry for ourselves. We make ourselves victims. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. Other people are enjoying life. My life is so difficult. What difficult? You have Iman, you have life, and you have Quran and guidance. Allah says, It is better than everything that people outside have. That is not to say we don't ask blessings from Allah. Allah taught us in the Quran. He says, Rabbana fi dunya hasana. Give us in this world good and give us in akhirah good. Right? But if the good doesn't come, and that good, it's what you perceive as good. <laughs> Actually, when Allah doesn't give you, is good for you. Rasulullah said, when Allah wants to keep a person away from his remembrance, he gives him in abundance. He gives him so much. And he's just busy. I ain't got time. I ain't got time to die. <laughs> huh? It's too busy. Managing all of this business and wealth and this, you know, kingdom and... I haven't got time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says yes. You know, just like a child, you know, a child, you give them a toy, you say, Here, here's the phone. <laughs> here's the phone, play. That, it doesn't mean that Allah loves that person. He just wants to keep him busy. And then when they return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be punished. Right? But when Allah gives the believer, He gives him in order to gain more in akhirah. 
Allah gives the believer, he says, here my servant, through this you will be able to do a lot of good. You spend on your family members, you will show kindness and generosity to, to who, who are poor and needy. You will spend in my path and I will grant you reward for it. And so whenever you find yourself in this state of feeling sorry for yourself, we all have it, right? Whether it's because of, you know, death or bereavement or somebody is sick in the family or you are uh, sick or uh, you have lost your, your job or your wealth or whatever it is. And you start to feel sorry for yourself. Stop and remember this verse. Say, Allah gave me Iman. Hmm? And he gave me what? Islam. And he gave me Quran. And all of these are opportunities through which I can gain an eternal life of bliss. And so no pain in this world can equal the pain of Akhirah. And no enjoyment in this world can be like the enjoyment of Akhirah. And so whatever I am going through is temporary. And there is good in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for me. Right? So when, he, when Allah gives, it is good. When Allah withholds, it is good. Allah knows us better than we know ourselves. Right? It's like you know your children. Yeah? You've got a 20-year-old. You say, here, here's 100 pounds. Go and buy something for yourself. Yeah? Because you know that you know your child is you know, he's 20 years old. He's understanding. He's going to use it in a way that is beneficial. But you don't give the 5-year-old 100 pounds. <laughs> what are they going to do with it? Make airplane and throw it out the window. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> Uh, and so um, you have to and this is this is true iman and belief in Allah that you submit yourself to Allah you say ya Allah I don't know yes it seems to me that if I get this this would be better but I don't know and so you do what is best for me and whatever you do I will accept and if it is something that is pleasing to me I will be thankful and grateful and if it's something that is not very pleasing to me I will be patient and I know that you will reward me for my, for my patience. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا تَكُونُوا فِي شَأْنٍ وَمَا تَتْلُوا مِنْهُ مِنْ قُرْآنٍ وَلَا تَعْمَلُونَ مِنْ عَمَلٍ إِلَّا كُنَّا عَلَيْكُمْ شُهُودًا إِذْ تُفِضُونَ فِيهِ Whatever you do, I am witnessing it, as you are doing it. I am watching you. Allah says, neither you, O Muhammad, do any deed, nor recite any portion of the Quran, nor you do any deed, good or evil, but we are witness thereof when you are doing it. Allah is watching and listening and witnessing your every deed. وَمَا يَعْزُبُ عَنْ رَبِّكَ مِنْ مِثْقَالِ ذَرَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فِي السَّمَاءِ Nothing is hidden from you, Lord. The weight of, of an atom on the earth or in the heaven. Know what is less than that or what is greater than that but is in a clear record. Allah says, an atom cannot hide from Allah subhanahu wa Whether it is in the heavens or in the earth. And so Allah is telling us what be aware that I am watching you so when you do your good deeds do them to please me because only I can I can benefit you and when you are committing sin 
remember that I am watching you and I am witnessing your sin and my punishment is severe Allah says No doubt, verily the friends of Allah No fear shall come upon them, nor shall they grieve. No fear about what is to come forward. And no grieving about what they have left behind. At the time of death, the believer, who is the friend of every believer, is a friend of Allah. Allah But people in their friendship and closeness to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala are of different levels and degrees. But when the angels bring the good news to a person, you know, a person like let's say for example somebody is terminally ill, right? And they're told by the the doctor, you know, you know, you have six months, you have six weeks, whatever it is. What happens is that this worry starts to overcome the person, right? They think, oh, my children, my wife, my parents, my siblings, what am I going to do? I'm going to leave the, this world, what are they going to do? Young children, this, that. You have this worry. But then, the true believer, when the angels come with what? Good news, that Allah subhanahu wa is pleased with you and you are going to paradise. Then, then there's no more worry about what is to come because you know you are successful and there is no grief about what you are leaving behind you know you no longer want to be in the world when you know that you're going to an eternal paradise and so that's out of the question but also you're not worried about your children and your wife and your this and parents and <coughs> why because you know that Allah is going to look after them yeah Allah says, نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ We were your supporters in this worldly life and we will be your supporters in Akhirah, the angels. Yeah? And so the way we supported you, we will support your... And the way we provided you and we utilized you in order to provide for your family, we will bring about people and different channels through which will provide no doubt verily the awliya of Allah the friends of Allah no, f no fear shall overcome them nor shall they grieve who are these people ya Allah those who believed and used to fear Allah much for them are glad tidings in the life of this present world and in the hereafter Bushra fil hayati dunya. Rasulullah said that the believer, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sometimes shows you a good dream in order to give you good news so that you feel good in your heart. You feel satisfied that Allah is pleased with me or I am heading the right way or I should continue the efforts that I am making. Allah will show you a dream. Either Allah will show you or He will show somebody else about you. So this is what? Good news in this world. Wa fil akhirah and in the afterlife. When a person, the people of paradise, when they come out from, from their grave, they already know. Because in the grave, they were, they were shown their place in paradise. And so they know they are going to paradise. And so Rasulullah says, mm -hmm. 
وهم يحثون التراب عن رؤوسهم ويقولون الحمد لله الذي أذهب عنا الحزن أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Rasulullah says, it is as if I am looking at the people of La ilaha illallah, those who lived by it and who died by it. They will be coming out of their graves, dusting their heads and saying, Alhamdulillah, this is now time to do what? It's time to enter paradise. That Allah has removed us from the, the world of difficulty. No change there can be in the words of Allah, this is indeed the supreme success, Allah says. This is a great success. And you know, when you use a term like great, it's, it depends on the greatness of the person that is saying it. Right? When you say something is big, like somebody who is five years old says, I saw a big man. Right? And if somebody six foot, a hundred kilos says, I saw a big man, <laughs> there's a difference between the two, right? No. And so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most great and the supreme says, this is a great success. It leaves no doubt. And it is easy to achieve and attain, but it requires commitment. The closing verses of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَدْعُ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَنْفَعُكَ وَلَا يَضُرُّكَ And do not invoke besides Allah any such that will neither profit you nor harm you. فَإِنْ فَعَلْتَ فَإِنَّكَ إِذًا مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ But if you, do, if you did so, you shall certainly be one of the ظَالِمِينَ and so this is not only exclusive to the one who is worshipping other than Allah. Even the believer, Allah is saying, your good deeds, do them only for my pleasure. Don't do them to, to please somebody that cannot benefit or harm you. Your worship should be only for Allah, to please Allah. Because it is Allah, only Allah that can benefit and harm you. So Allah says, do not invoke besides Allah any such that will neither benefit you, profit you, nor harm you. And then he says, if Allah touches you with harm, there is none that can remove it but He. And if He intends any good for you, there is none who can repel His favor, which He causes it to reach whomsoever of His slaves. And so it makes no sense to worship other than Allah. And it makes no sense to show off our good deeds to other than Allah. And it makes no sense to hope and fear anyone other than Allah. Because it is only Allah that can benefit. And it is only Allah that can harm. Say, O mankind, now truth has come to you from your Lord. Whosoever receives guidance, he does so for the good of his own self. If you accept the guidance, Allah says, the guidance has come to you. 
Now it is for you to accept it and adopt it. If you adopt it, you are only benefiting yourself. And whosoever goes astray, he does so to his own loss. And I am not over you as a wakil, a disposer of affairs, meaning that it is not my responsibility to oblige you for guidance. I can't force you. This is it. If you want to adopt it, you will benefit yourself. If you receive, you refuse and you reject it, then you will only be harming yourself. So this is what Rasulullah is asked to say to people. But about himself, Allah says, وَاتَّبِعْ مَا يُوحَى إِلَيْكَ And O Muhammad, follow the revelation sent to you. وَاصْبِرْ حَتَّى يَحْكُمَ اللَّهِ And be patient until Allah gives judgment. وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الْحَاكِمِينَ And he is the best of judges. And so you can't compel others. But you have to compel yourself. Because you know that revelation is the truth and it is from Allah. So follow it, Allah says. And be patient. Meaning in following the guidance from Allah, there will be adversity. There will be difficulty. There will be challenges. But be patient until the judgment of Allah comes. Because the judgment of Allah is coming very soon. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of judges. Meaning that he doesn't reward good with good. He multiplies the reward of good. So he is the best of judges. And if you do evil, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take you to task only to that. Or he may forgive you. And so he is the best of, of judges. Subhanallah.